electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber with Jim Cramer, and we are live. This is not a drill. We're live. Post 9 here at the New York Stock Exchange. Carl has the morning off. He'll be back soon. Take a look at futures. Um, you just heard Becky talking about, well, yeah, we're up now. We've kind of turned around a little bit. And we are looking like we're going to have a, a bit of a higher open. We're going to start, of course, on our roadmap with stocks as uh, they close out a strong July. Even uh, if we end down today, it'll probably still be a strong July. Wall Street's eyeing what would be a five-month winning streak. Five That's months? That's very impressive. Yeah, it is. We also have some downgrades today, though, on the research front. Ford, GE, CSX, UPS, Salesforce. That's just a few. We will dig into some of the reasons why. And Twitter left its heart in San Francisco, but Elon Musk saying the newly branded company X will still call that city home, despite its downward spiral. Yeah, I'll be out there next month. You will? Well, September for Dreamforce. And, oh, Dreamforce, right. You know, look, I'm a, I'm a big believer in the city and was out there in September and was, I don't say it's horrified. I'm just saying that it's not the city I remember. We're going to talk more about that, um, but I want to get to the markets as we sure. start off our coverage for the week, Jim. Uh, and again, today's our, our last day of July. As we said, fifth straight month. We're coming off what was a fairly strong week. Sure. Um, and what seems to have been, generally speaking, and of course, we got a lot more earnings to come. Right. And you can see, you know, Amazon <clears throat> later in the week. week in terms of sort of the end of the mega cap tech names. But we got Uber, Merck, Pfizer, uh, plenty of others. But so far, feels like the response has been generally pretty good. Yeah, I, I think it's really important that there's this undercurrent. There's a very important downgrade. I'm going to bring it up right from the beginning because it's a key position. My child, Please. Keith Weiss downgrading Salesforce. Yeah. You know, you know, they like Adobe. But it is this kind of ennui of greatness, ennui of AI. Uh, you know what? It's going to take a long time, and don't get too excited about it. The stocks, all starting, David, with the poor reaction to Microsoft's quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's got people thinking, okay, let's rotate into other areas that are not as hyped. Now, I don't mind that, but we don't have a lot of areas that have that kind of growth. No. But they also, I mean, I, I think what investors may be, appreciating is the amount of money that's going to be spent by these companies in order to secure that growth. Now, fewer questioning whether it will ultimately be there or who the leaders will be, but it's still going to cost a lot. It is. And Adobe got upgraded. Adobe looks like it's further ahead. Uh, I think that the monthly gainers of the Dow, the atavistic, you know, revisionist, whatever. Yes, anachronistic. (laughs) Right. Yes. But the Dow winners Speak so loudly. I'm just going to just quickly read them down. Sure. Boeing, 13%. 3M, 11 Goldman, 9 Intel, 9 David, these were four companies 
that we regarded as being on their um, the, the back nine. Yep. Okay. And no, not only are they not back nine, but a lot of great management moves here. A lot of uh, what I think is very telling in terms of trying to tell a new narrative. Goldman Sachs getting out of the retail. Who even knows that Apple credit card could be in doubt? We don't know. Uh, Boeing, uh, Calhoun delivering superb performance. 3M, yeah, Roman actually making a deal to get rid of some of the big litigation. And then Intel. And I'm going to praise Pat Gelsinger. I went over that quarter a couple times. Really? Wait, what? It, it was a great quarter. You have been... I've been waiting. You have been uniformly negative He about sent me a Intel. plan of email to By the way, four quarter. years, and of course, been right to Thank have you. been negative on Intel. Thank you very much. Um, so it's surprising to hear you uh, well, positive. Why? Because he talks about the other side. Jensen Wong may not agree with this, CEO of NVIDIA. The other side of AI, that he's got the right chips to be able to make it so all the ancillary parts of AI. Very important bottom call to PCs. Uh, leapfrog technology, because they've done a lot of good things with engineering. Uh, a mobile eye turned out to be a, a plus for them. Uh, the, the IPO. The IPO. New spirit. And when I read his email to me, initially I, was, I wasn't dismissive. I just said, oh, that's great, Pat. And then I took it home. I read it Friday, and then I read it again last night. And... The conference call. And it, it truly is. I reached out to him immediately and just said, look, I, I have to tell you, you've endured a lot of um, sturm and drang, including for me. Uh, but I like, I like the game plan. I think the game plan's a strong one. And he also could be a big beneficiary. You know, he's doing some good things in Europe. He'll be a big beneficiary of the Chips Act. And it took a long time. And so you, you lost some game. But you think that they are on a real path to recovery. I mean, by the way, I, I, we were talking on Friday, I was discussing this uh, over the long term, this decline of a great American company Very over true. the last 20 years. Very and true. by the way, at the same time, the decline of our own manufacturing capability when it comes to they semiconductors. They were one and the same, frankly. They were one and the same. And that decision that Paul Adelini made when Steve Jobs said, you want to give me chips for my phone? And he said, nah, we'll be okay. Uh, no thanks. Uh, and on from there, missing, of course, the ability to um, to get the chips, the nanometers, um, right. and, and allowing the lead to be taken by TSMC. And AMD. And AMD. Four. And look, I don't... And then, of course, NVIDIA. So, right. so many others. So you're telling me that what? That they're at the beginning of a, of a new... Thank you. I didn't want you to think that I believe that he's here and AMD's there. I am saying that after a prolonged period where I felt that they had become also ran, they have a legitimate prospect to become, particularly with with PCs coming back, uh, and with his role uh, in AI. Now, Jensen Wong did a series of papers in, in a seminal speech, obviously, in Taiwan, where he said everything's flipping. It was 5% uh, graphical user, his GPUs, which were used for gaming, and 95% of the classic Intel chip, okay, CPU. Right. And now he says it's flipping. And now Jensen's been quiet since then, but he says now it's going to be 95% uh, GPU and only 5% CPU. If that's the case, then it's for naught. That's why I don't want to say that Pat's out of the woods. It's for naught. Right. It's for naught. Because it's not as though they're coming up with a, 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 a product that is going to compete directly no with NVIDIA. No challenge whatsoever. No. NVIDIA owns this. Yeah. I mean, it's might as well. It's like, I'll tell you, because I know that this will put it to you, okay? Um, let's say you send Scherzer. I knew you were going to do this. Yeah. I will tell you that has absolutely nothing to do with this. <laughs> 
don't so, even understand what. Nothing. What, I not, just had to bring it up because I can't believe that that happened. It's just amazing. Yes, but, it happened. But, you know, look, Jensen decided there's fast and there's slow, and what he makes. All right, but you think that Intel has dead. the ability somehow to benefit from this because they will have chips that at least at a, at a lower price point and a. And a yes. That will be part of the exactly. AI revolution. Exactly. But remember, uh, Jensen Wong is, is uh, he's dancing in the grave of Moore's Law, so to speak. He's been saying over and over again it's dead. And Pat Gelsinger says it's not. And what Jensen has been saying is you now you keep making him smaller, but there's no already benefit, okay? Yeah. So why not just go big and send everybody else home? And I think Jensen's right. You need speed and you need size. And because he, Jensen's uniquely concerned about heat and waste, He's developed a superior system. But I'm again saying that I no longer think Intel is. Right. When, I, when we sit here now, you are not going to be dismissive of Intel. No, I'm not. And I, which, I, you, which you have been for years. And I'm not. I'm not anymore because this was the quarter. And when he sent me his note, uh, a very plaintive note, as he is, he's a uh, very thoughtful man. Uh, and it, I could have easily just said, yeah, okay, sure. But no, it was not an okay, sure. It was, look, we've done a lot. And please appreciate it. And I do. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I do know that no, you and I well, both think about it we, as a No, pack. I'm glad we delved into it a bit because well, it sort of helps par- me understand. Of what happened to America. And we'll see, we'll see what happens from here. Uh, you're right. It is. Yeah. Well, remember, by the way, we, we, we need to remember all of the, I mean, TSMC was Morris Chang from Texas Instruments. And by the way, as the, the Dutch, that's all our stuff. So good you that mentioned went that. into. Because Morris Chang was a night. I mean, I mean yes. we are, we were, by, we were it. We're the engine we for the everything that has happened right. in the chip business, more or less. The and Japanese, trying, I don't want to take away from We're trying to take it back. But uh, yeah. TSMC, obviously, is saying, listen, it's really hard to build yeah. in, in our, Arizona. But we're getting some very good reports about. Like, for instance, I have Lindy on tonight, which is a remarkable company, L-I-N. Yep. And they said, listen, you know, yes, they're not going to be ready uh, in 2024 with their giant plant in Arizona, but, but they're getting further along because they're, br- they're brilliant. Tom wants to Well, that, you know, that, that's a good way to segue into sort of China with a couple of important stories today that I'd like to get your take on. Uh, the Journal, A, reporting on macro deflation, real concern. Oh, no, that was some story, about, man. about deflation there. Yep. There you see it. Um, and there, well, that's a Reuters story, but uh, this idea that could they be entering this deflationary spiral, the likes of which we Ally saw Japan, Japan only recently emerged from, really. Took my breath away. 30 years yeah, or whatever took my breath it may have away. been. Uh, and then that they are not, that it is starting to have an impact. The administration's um, uh, blockade, essentially, of the most advanced chips. To China is yeah, starting you, to have an impact. Uh, yeah, and, and look, and also you've got the, you have the military, you have the industrial, and you have the consumer. Then you have Belt and Road too. Remember, put two hundred billion Belt and Road. But. Yeah, well, they're doing a big Belt and Road sort of initiative le- recently, or at least yes, meetings. Still are now. They're not they getting a lot of the com- They're not getting as many of uh, the countries to attend as they thought. Very they good had because previously. there's a lot of company, countries that feel like they've been it was before. But they're trying to get their economy to flip. You know, there's 70 percent industrial. You know, right. Uh, but they, they thought the flip. consumer would be there can't. in a more substantial They've way. They've not been able to do it. The consumer's 4 percent. You've got to go to be well, the, the Procter & Gamble a, has, school. The consumer has balance sheets that are under stress right. in and China, Gable even more so than we do. I no, mean, they seem very much you know, to me debt, like a, Debt for the average is one and a half times their income, which is even more than the U.S. If we lived there, I think we would be, it would be an existential crisis. We'd say... We were about to take over the world. We were defeating the U.S. Suddenly, they, they keep their chips from us. 
the markets have been closed off. Thank you, Trump. Uh, the Europeans well, are not, not sure about mar- us. It's not just the chips. It's no. the chips that are made by TSMC, right. made with U.S.-based chip-making equipment right. that so, we won't right. let. Yes, it is. That's well, where the remember, is. Well, it's not like we here. Where is the intellectual property of the chip cycle? Where is it? Oh, yeah. It is with KLA, Applied Materials, right. and most importantly, Lamb Research. Right. Those are the three most important companies. You can say ASML, but those are the three companies. And, and ASML and, was all uh, was all U.S. Right. Fund so if you, you go, go back in, in the there, history. all you're going to see is the genius the of, of Archer, of Tim Archer. All right, the, back to C- China. CEO back of to China. Do you, is there, is, if they really do enter a deflationary spiral, that's not going to be good for the world economy either. It's going to result. I mean, it's going to result in cheaper goods finding right. their way here potentially. Well, first, I think because we haven't dealt um, with deflation here since the '30s, people don't know it's as pernicious as inflation because it, it wipes out uh, your savings. Uh, it makes it so you can't really grow, and, but most importantly, it makes it so you're a pessimistic nation. Right. And India, I mean, how many times have you read pieces in the last six weeks about, about the future of India versus the sunset of China? Now, uh, China has, they got to solve the, you know, China's on the wrong side of history in terms of Ukraine, Russia, too. Because now there's no communist, remember, when Germany, Germany had this bastion of people, including the Brits in the 1930s, said, listen, they can keep the Chinese, they can keep the, the Russians at bay, keep communists at bay. Now people are just saying, oh, so the Chinese are naked opportunists. They're back in Russia, they need the oil. Interesting, they're not saying that about China. But I do think that the Chinese find themselves in a place that I'm glad you brought it up very early because uh, it just doesn't feel the way it did in 2015, 2016 when they have a hiccup and suddenly yeah. we have pneumonia. Still the second largest economy in the world and not unimportant at all. And no, very much Reed linked Proctor, to our own. Reed Proctor. You would not feel that way. You would say, oh, maybe second half better product. Talking about MSD would be a win. Also known as mid-single digits. Right also now known as what? Mid-single digits. Right now they're growing at 4% product. I'll take 22% Latin America. Anyway. All right. Not sure I followed that last part, but we got more saying, time. The China's not the growth market. The product, remember, product used to so be. So is that bad for like, Procter & Gamble? Is that what you're saying? Oh, Procter Gable doesn't give a darn. They're so strong. China's an afterthought is what I'm saying. Oh. Glad we got that clarified. When we come back, say goodbye to the Bluebird. We'll have a closer look at Elon Musk's rebranding of Twitter. It is now X. Let's give you a look at futures. 16 minutes from now, we get started with our first day of trading. Last day of the month of July. More Squawk in the Street straight ahead. Hot off the press from Maybelline, New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Demand for energy is projected to continue rising in the future. To help keep up, Chevron is increasing their U.S. oil and gas production, and they're innovating to help do it responsibly across their operations, including their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand. Elon Musk making good on that promise to rebrand Twitter. It's now known as X. 
the new logo replacing the famous blue bird. On Friday, a giant X was installed on the rooftop of the company's headquarters in San Francisco. Apparently, it flashes at night. City officials claim the sign's illegal. They want a permit. Some neighbors may be upset at the flashing X. It is now an X on my phone. Yeah. It's still an app that I use numerous times a day, Jim. I don't know about you. I do, too. I'm- or uh, for consumption, obviously, not as much sharing anything that I have to say. But uh, because I find it it's valuable. I do. I find it's it It's still valuable. It's not just prurient. It's valuable. No, it, there's, still, there's still value to it, whether or not he's going to realize real value as he tries to broaden its offerings in a very significant way remains very much unclear. He has said to make many it times so that, it was never worth what he paid for it, as he well knows. But Probably if Linda Yaccarino, who I've with us, yeah, Linda if she were to take the, po- the posture that I suggested to Mark Benioff when he was debating Salesforce, he said, look, you have a tremendous read, consumer package good read, instantaneous, of where things need to be. So you could easily sign up uh, every consumer package good company and just say, listen, we are going to monitor this for you, and we will tell you exactly where you should put your resources, make it part of your your pastiche. And uh, the previous regime at Twitter regarded that as being something that was an afterthought. Then the other way is to use it for banking. uh, And that was nothing they thought was an afterthought. And if everything's an afterthought, then nothing ever becomes a forethought. And I think that we all know from your interview with Elon Musk, he's not, there's nothing idle about the man. No. The intensity is so. Burns um, bright. In fact, I thought one of the more interesting stories of the weekend, given the, just the enormous coverage of Musk that occurs all the time, as I say endlessly, he is the most consequential businessman on the planet, was about Starlink. I don't know if you saw the New York Times. Did people big, are worried about how big, powerful he is? Well, he's got such influence. And, you know, again, it, uh, you have only a certain amount of time. And I know people don't want to hear, but, you know, I regret we didn't get to talk about Starlink right. and its importance because I was so f- interested to discuss that with him, given its you mentioned Ukraine earlier. It's right. of such importance to the war effort there. Right. It is growing in, in importance um, around the world in terms of the offering, given the 4,200 yeah. satellites they have now, the ability it's to get more. It's going to have 42,000 of these low-orbit satellites and at some point is the plan. Um, you know, many people brushed it off as a, as a it would be like Global Star or Iridium. No way. This Can't. thing is for real. Uh, and it and obviously has helped contribute to the fact that SpaceX, again, not a public company, has a value at last the last go around that was 140 billion. Right. Well, look, it's a long history. Uh, Alexander Graham Bell, uh, Edison, uh, Sarnoff. These were people who were great inventors. They didn't capitalize as much as they should have. Uh, un- uniquely American. No, he's not uniquely American. But, yeah. but the idea was these were people who were uh, great saviors of our nation in terms of in- industry. This guy comes along and he does really well, and suddenly he's in the crosshairs. Well, meanwhile, he's going to stay in San Fran, even though he had nothing nice to say about him. Interesting. He's so complex. Jeez. Yeah. David, um, when, you, when you dealt with is. him, did you feel like, complexity? Yeah, this city is in a doom spiral. But we're not going to move. Beautiful. We will always be your friend, whatever that may mean. I, I don't um, know, but... There are a lot of people, including people I know in the, in the travel and leisure industry, who said, stay away. I will tell you, every, I mean, you know, every day he spends in California, I believe, costs him at least a couple million dollars in taxes. Every day. That's why he's always trying to get out of there before the clock turns midnight for the, for the next day. He has a fabulous relationship with a person by the name of, of, of Patty Poppy. 
And Patty Poppy is the PG&E CEO. She's remarkable. She's turning it around incredibly well. And they have a, their team and her uh, are so convivial. Uh, and she's so forward-thinking. I swear she's playing a role in how he's judging about what the state's like. Interesting. She's a capitalist at heart who's doing a lot of things for the environment and is brilliant and unsung and I think is playing a very positive contribution the way people view California. All right, uh, we're going to get a mad dash coming up next. We'll also count you down to that opening bell, of course. Let's give you a look at futures for one last time before we get started with trading here at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. We'll be covering a bunch of downgrades. Also got a deal, not many this morning, but we do have a deal for New Relic, uh, $87 a share in cash. We'll share that with you when we're back after this. Just when you thought it was safe to wade back in, is there danger lurking in the market's murky waters? Kramer's talking to top technicians and going over the great white charts to help you be the bigger fish in this tape. Don't miss Chart Week, all this week on Mad Money. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lift or Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. All right, let's get a mad dash, and then we'll uh, get right to the opening bell. You want to hit Alphabet? Like many of us, we are all trying to figure out how to get off DirecTV if we want to have the NFL Sunday Package. Sunday Package is owned by YouTube now. It's very difficult to try to figure out whether you get rid of that stupid dish on your, on your route, but it's not difficult to figure out that this company's worth a great deal more than we thought. Uh, I had debated actually trimming some for my travel trust, and then I started reading this uh, Moffat Nathanson piece by, of, of course, our friend Michael Nathanson. He's talking about this as a $40 billion business that could be worth over $240 billion as a standalone asset. David, you happen to know the cable values. Uh, that would not be insubstantial. No, it wouldn't. I mean, the run rate last quarter was $7.7 billion in revenues. Yeah. It did uh, inflect up again in terms of growth. So you can figure out what they're doing for a year. That's still a pretty hefty multiple to revenues. Right. And you've got a $1.7 trillion company. Uh, and it's also a very well-covered company. So it's not like there's anything revelatory here. But what I like, David, is, is that when we look at what about who's reported, uh, there are a lot of people who feel, oh, Microsoft let us down. Uh, there are people who fear that Amazon will let us down. But the upside was the alphabet, and it came from Google Cloud. It came from a very surprising number from YouTube, and it came from a reacceleration of search. I think there was a lot of too much chatter about the, the notion of, uh, of some changes in terms of the C-suite with Ruth Porat, well overdone. But I like this piece very much. And the question that is asked in these beautiful headline is, Alphabet, the world's leading media company. Well, listen, YouTube is probably the leader when it comes to video, which is, when you think about it, just from a revenue perspective, right. it's right up there. And then, of course, given its growth, which is different than the rest, so much of the rest of the media, which is struggling with advertising. And, of course, those who have actually linear cable networks that rely on a continually shrinking cable audience. Are now uh, streaming. Uh, I, when I go through all the conference calls for the CPG companies that have reported, David, there's not one that seems to think uh, that you shouldn't be very heavily allocated toward YouTube and others on the way. 
Here's the big board, home of science maker, Shark Ninja. Celebrating a listing today. We're going to speak with the company's CEO about an hour from now. So over to the NASDAQ, Fathom Holdings, that's the real estate services platform. And they're excited about going public. There's a, a look at the real-time exchange back at our headquarters, of course, given what we saw for futures. Not unexpected that we would uh, have more green on the old heat map there. Um, there is David a stock that reported, company reported this morning. Uh, Hussein Al-Khori, he'll be on the 11. Uh, on semi, once again, delivers exactly what we've been expecting. This man has just been, uh, he, he, he's just been aces. And this time again, it's uh, four batteries for four cars. And the stock is up a very quick 5%. I think we ought to start thinking that this is one of the major semiconductor companies because this man put together a separate semi, uh, is a visionary. So I can't wait to hear the interview at 11. I think it'll be extraordinary. Yeah, what is the... Uh you know, forty-seven billion market, market cap. Yeah, but they they pivoted to be able to become the. They went all auto. NXP did a lot of auto. On went very auto. And when you speak to him, uh, be cognizant that he has a five, ten-year view of things. He's not thinking about five quarters. Right. Very wise. Um, wanted to talk about New Relic. This deal that I mentioned briefly moments ago. Um, sorry, just having some tech issues here. Um, 87 bucks a share in cash. Right. This is a, a fairly significant premium, but this is not a name uh, that is uh, a stranger to those who dabble in potential takeovers. Back in May, late May, though, there were reports that Francisco Partners and TBG, TPG, which are the buyers here, had ended oh. talks to acquire New Relic. Uh, obviously, uh, they must have started them up again because... Uh, again, $87 in cash. There is a 45-day go shop. That is not something we're unaccustomed to seeing in private equity deals of this type. Um, and so they can hunt for a superior proposal. But it does appear that they've been looking for quite some time. Well, David, New Relic is an anagram of a man by the name of Lou Cerny, who built the company, L-E-W-C. <laughs> not kidding. Thank you. And uh, what happened, he retired in, in 2021. And the company has been, I think, leaderless since then. C-R-N-E is a great man. And they do dashboard. Like for instance, MLB, I, I don't know if you go on MLB.com, but one of the reasons why it always works right. is because uh, Lou Cerny's team has been, or at least at the time when Lou was there, uh, they manage a lot of websites in, in a 24-7 you know, critical way that makes it so they don't go down. And I think it's a great company, but I do feel that it missed, like many companies in America, David, it missed a few quarters. And that became too much. And did well, they had they had a um, had an activist in there in the form of Jana, which took a couple of board seats. That's a while ago. That's yes, over a is. year ago. Uh, they are in favor. Um, Jana, Lou, as you just pointed out, Lou Simi, who was he moved uh, on, Lou. Yep. He also though is voting in favor of. Uh, oh, that's they've good. Signed, okay, yeah, good. They've I signed voting that, agreements in support I, I of the transaction. I want things to end well for the, with that company. That was his company. He built it, and we should celebrate people who built companies. He was and not a, a, Mr. Simi is rolling over roughly forty percent of his holdings oh, into very good. the transaction. So he will continue to be a holder in the newly private New Relic. Don't have information here on the uh, financing behind the transaction. Remember, you've got two private equity firms. You're talking about an overall value here, somewhere around $6 billion or so, uh, $6.5 billion. But don't have, and always like to look at that because, of course, we've talked so often lately about the role that private credit has 
played in really disintermediating many of the big banks in terms of financing transactions like I'm this so one. I'm so glad you mentioned so that. So I don't, I don't have that. Oftentimes in these releases now, they will include who the financing parties are. And apparently, if Reuters is to be believed back in May, one of the reasons why this fell apart originally was they failed to secure the debt financing uh, for the transaction. So uh, not a big merger Monday no. in any way, but we did want to share that deal with well, you wait a second. Uh, this morning. What else? L3 Harris. How did they get that deal through the FTC? I don't know. The Aerojet General. I mean, I thought that deal was dead, and the antitrust would block it, and they got it through. I know. Why is that? Uh, I can't say. I don't know either. But it made me feel like if you're just saying that they're going to blast every deal to Kingdom Come, they're not. Yep. That deal got through. Yep. Important deal. Important. Um, it's true. The FTC, they'll tell you, well, we still let 98% of the deals go through. They always that say said, that. That said, we they tend to focus on the ones that they have taken to task yeah. and in part question some of their thinking when it comes to the actual law. Um, and again, it still does play a very major role in many of the decisions being made by uh, CEOs as to whether or not to try to acquire, well, certainly when you get to the point of a large transaction. Not unlike how the SEC came down on Coinbase that we found out in the very interesting piece in the FT. Tall trade, they went in the trade every whole trading and everything that Bitcoin, ever since the federal court has uh, so made it challenge. Has Gensler lost that battle? What's in terms of treating it as security? Uh, I would say among the, the, the most uh, skeptical of people who are involved in Bitcoin yeah. regard it as a major sea change against Gensler. They do? Yeah. And I think you know, Gary, I, the chairman has obviously done a lot of things right, but this, this decision by a federal court really did just make it so that he feels like, I feel like it's rear guard action. I didn't want it to be because I think he's trying to protect people. Right. He's trying to protect people against a lot of bogus coins, which he quite detailed as being completely illegitimate. You and I would not even, if they were companies, you and I would say they'd never pass muster. So I'm very much in the camp that Gensler is trying to protect people. But there's a, a group of people who say we don't want to lose our lead. Hootie Tim Masson, former CFTC head, came on Man Bunny a couple times. We don't want to lose, lose our lead in, uh, in, in these cryptocurrencies. And we don't want to cede it to Europe. Interesting time. And not covered enough by um, anyone. You mentioned uh, antitrust, and I actually should have immediately followed up when you said that, because Live Nation, of course, was down sharply on Friday. This is uh, the DOJ, not the FTC. Right. Uh, and reports from Politico that the DOJ could come after them. Uh, that is Live Nation, which, remember, they were allowed to buy Ticketmaster. Right. By the way, I know, you know, there were yeah. a lot of people surprised when that deal was allowed, including, I think, Barry Diller to some extent, but you might dispute that. But DOJ may file a lawsuit, is the report, as soon as this fall, saying that um, the entertainment giant is abusing its power of the live music industry because, of course, they own the venues and the ticketing. Um, fluid, apparently, no final decision's been made, but it did have an impact. Look what it did on Friday. This was out late on well, Friday, and it did impact the stock. And we're not seeing a rebound. Jonathan Kanner, Assistant General for Antitrust, uh, kept that close to the desk when I had him on. Uh, but one thing he really is trying to do, as we know from the Penguin decision, is make it so artists are not disenfranchised by giant companies that make it so it's harder to become, uh, make a living. It's something he uniquely cares about, and uh, you don't want to be on the wrong side, Jonathan. He's very, uh, Mr. Cannery, very rigorous guy. 
used to be Paul Weiss, corporate. You knows mentioned both sides. many times. You had him on as because a guest. I have taken to very seriously their, their lawsuit against Alphabet, Alphabet, which we were just talking about quite well, positively I had to just when it comes this, to the publishing change, side of their business. Look, the YouTube, the YouTube quarter was, David, if you didn't feel differently about YouTube after that piece, uh, after that quarter, I think that you've got your head in the sand. Uh, YouTube taking that NFL ticket was the beginning of what I most worry about. Now, we've not talked about Disney. Uh, we haven't talked about talked what? about Disney and no. what's going on with bringing back uh, some old hands that's there. A, that's a story in a, yeah, in a, in a uh, puck news about Iger bringing back his old era parents. I don't know. Uh, Mayor and Staggs at least have been engaged individually, this report says, to consult with Iger. Uh, and ESPN chief Jimmy Pitaro and others at Disney. I mean, I think there's a lot of different things. Listen, shares are up uh, over 1% right now. We're going to uh, hear from the company next week in terms of the earnings. Are you? But to the, I think well, sorry, in our remember. interview of over two weeks ago now, I think Mr. Iger foreshadowed what is not going to be a good quarter. Uh, I mean, I no. think he made that pretty darn clear from the interview that there were near-term challenges. He's running a B&B out there. We will see what yeah. it looks like. He's got a B&B out there. This quarter's bad, the next quarter's bad. I'm being big. I'd rather be in Airbnb. Who's having just an amazing quarter, amazing great month. Airbnb's having a great Brian quarter. Chesky finally is trying to... Brian Chesky doesn't get his justice urged. And why is that? Because he's a bit of a... Of a, a it's not on me. My team's great. The app's great. Some of these people, are, the lack of promotion among some of these CEOs requires me to promote them. How about that? You're, so you're promoting uh, Airbnb's Very much CEO, so. Brian Chesky. Good to see American Express coming back, too. I, I, I think that quarter was underheralded. You know, I still think the long on money, sh- uh, short on time travel call is good. David, I was quoted a $37,000 round trip ticket to Japan. $37,000 round, round trip, trip ticket. ticket. I assume that wasn't coach. Um, well, there was no shower. No shower. It's not like the Emirates plane to to, to Madrid. That's that's a lot of money, $37,000. Are you planning on going to Japan? I'm actually, um, no, because you see, I want to be able to have a lifetime's worth of capital after feel like that that's going to put me in the poor house. That's a very, Anyone ex- that's a very expensive Except for private equity, What is your point? What? About telling tra- us about- I still think travel's very much in vogue. I oh. still think people are going places, but they're trying to be a little more frugal than they were six months ago. Are they? Or is it just you trying to be a little bit more frugal? Uh, others others are along with me. They are? Yes. You're sure about that? We pick Iceland because it's less expensive than... It's also closer. Four and a half hours. Yeah. I'm now like the Iceland leading. You, know, you are. You're like the... spokesperson like for the American tr- Migrant Foundation Yes, Iceland. and the Tourism Board of Iceland, a country with 300,000 people. Great. David, how about the rails? How about Wait, the CSX? No, I don't want to talk about the rails. I want to talk about how about how about Ford? Because I know that'll make you a little uncomfortable. Um, Are you get another, just like I get mean? Another, I... Got another downgrade today, right? We okay. talked about that at the top of the show. Ford is cut to a hold at Jeffries. Jeffries. All right. So what did Jim Farley do wrong? He's got three divisions. Two of them excelled. The um, division for the internal yeah, combustion engine. The internal combustion engine's doing the, really the, well. The small business, I call it the small and medium sized business. And then the e business is um, challenging. Lagging, challenging. Yes, EV. And yes. It, it shocked people, uh, particularly because recently on my show, when I went out there, he indicated very different numbers. And now he, it's imperative that he pivot. I think what he has to pivot to is recognize that he's got one of the greatest businesses in the world just happens to be out of step with what the environmentalists want. 
and another business that is up against perhaps the greatest industrialist of our time, who can change his prices depending on how he feels today. Well, I mean, his target is an 8% margin over the long term. Elon Musk is sort of can do what he wants with his margins. And, and that's, he's correct that, in, in, the, in his belief, ultimately, that his fleet of cars one day will be robo-taxis that produce an enormous return. Right. So as soon as they get off the lot, they're worth more. Now, we'll look, I, I'm sticking with Farley. And why am I sticking with Farley? You are. Yeah, why? Okay. Because Jim Farley, who gives you a great dividend, by the way, yep. is a person who will recognize that he has a tremendous suite, and he may have overemphasized the electric suite because... There was such interest, and there were so many people who had never bought a Ford before who bought an F-150 Lightning. A really great executive recognizes that he's got a better hand than he thought in one part, and he augments that hand and a worse hand in another, and doesn't decide to put more money behind the worse hand. You'll see, I think, a, a change there, okay. which will be more of a team of rivals, like uh, Doris Kearns Goodman, very good book. That was a great book. Yeah. really enjoyed that. That was about Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a, uh, not, you're not Ford. You're not. No, not Ford. Um, so fine. Well, we're Mike, gonna have, congratulations. Uh, we're going to have Anthony Noto join us, I believe, in the next hour. But no, well, that's well. ridiculous. Is it? Did, no, okay, you're that, not, that you're ends. Not, you're not that happy ends about right that? now. Oh, really? That ends right. right now. Should I have not mentioned that? No, I'm just, I'm, this is not right. It's upsetting to you? Yes. Why? Can we talk about the quarter? You can't call him. Why not? Because he's coming on why with are us. You coming on, why aren't you coming on the night? Why would he come on the nine? All right. He's, he had no idea. All right. Well, look, I'll get back to you later. Maybe do another, maybe do a reprise, okay? No, I'm on, I'm on air. I know you're on air. I was just expressing my, you know, somewhat, I, I, I was a little agitated. But I'll let you go back. Be, be ready for, what time is he on? What time is he on? 10.30. 10.30. I'll watch it today, okay? All right. Good stuff. Can I tell you why I, he's coming on? I would love to be on with you. I can't. I got to go. I'm on air. So I gotta go. I'll uh, talk to you later. Though. Record gap and adjusted net revenues for the second quarter. He thought I was on the 10. Oh, he did? Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes people don't really know when we're on. Can I tell you how many people still ask me where I do the show from? Watch every day. Where do you do that you show know from? What? I'm going to be on the 10. You are? Oh, now you're inviting yourself on the 10? Yeah. I don't know about that. That's 1030. It's deep. Does that mean oh, I'm going so to have you here on my right here? here and take it, huh? I so you don't want to talk about SoFi? You're just going to be very quarter. sad and sore no, that but, Anthony Noto's not joining you? No, but the stock was at four. The, at the, the stock was at four. Yeah. At our unbelievable CEO conference yeah. in Santa Barbara. I looked him in the eye. Wait, at four stock dollars. was at four in May? At four dollars. And I said to him, Anthony, I have known you since 1996. Wow. At four, are you going to blow it? You need money. How's the, and he goes, Jim, have I ever let you down? The stock is now at $11.30. Wow. That is, a, I didn't that realize is some that run, bad. and the numbers that he added are great. I didn't realize that it was no, that no, recent. Oh, no. His, yeah, look at that. Mid-May. He is on Mid-May. fire. It's not just the stadium, obviously. But if you look at the numbers underneath, David, you will see a level of, uh, of interest among young people joining this company. They're, they're basically a club of finance. Well, I will say it's what above its SPAC IPO price now. Look, Remember? He took in $2.7 billion, up 26% to 12 12.7 billion, low cost of funding. He added 584,000 members to 6.2 million. He chose to reward me by coming on your show. It's all good. You can't take all this personally. I take everything personally. I'm aware of that, but you, everything get, you personally. get more interviews than practically anyone on the planet. I'm not planet. working hard enough, is the way I my no, take away. You are working too hard. 
too hard. Let's talk oh, about Anthony Noto, West Point. Yes, we know. Uh, I mean, NFL, my God, I, Anthony's been around. It feels Twitter. like forever. I mean, I remember he was Broad, an analyst at Goldman, then he was Broad a banker Street. at Goldman, public. then he was at NFL, and he was, I mean. And may I just say, I, I, I only said this about Jeff Bukas. Great American. Great American. Finally, speaking of great Americans, you want to talk at all about CRM and Benioff, which got that downgrade you mentioned okay, so at the top of the show, but we didn't really spend any time on? five times, if you downgrade Salesforce ahead of uh, Dreamforce, you've proven to be a loser. So as much as I like uh, the work of Keith Weiss, I think that uh, he's going to be the five out of six time he's going to make a mistake. You don't downgrade, downgrade this ahead of him. All right. You may see at the bottom of your screen, Chicago PMI. That was out just moments ago. 42.8 for July. That's an 11th consecutive month below 50, indicating contraction. Jeez. The consensus estimate was 43.3. Well, how about New Kashkari? He's not saying things are so hot. No, actually, take a listen to Kashkari since Jim mentioned it. The one thing that has continued to surprise us is how resilient the American economy has been, even when shocks have hit us. The U.S. economy just continues to signal that it is very strong, that there's a lot of demand. Workers are coming off the sidelines. And so right now, we know shocks can hit us. But right now, the base case scenario seems to be that we'll have a slowing economy, but that we would avoid a recession. I'm wrong with that. Sounded no, good not to me. At all. No, I mean, look, one of the things that that I think Powell's doing is he's getting rid of the, of the dichotomy. It's hard landing, soft landing. How about no landing? How about just cruising? <laughs> we just keep going. We just keep going. Yeah, and I just think that uh, he's doing a remarkable job. And he, obviously, I'm again, once again, I'm promoting these people. I promote Jay Powell. Thank you for not laughing at me anymore about doing that. Doing what? Promoting Jay Powell. Well, I'll laugh at you another time. Okay. Maybe not today. You know, by the way, the conference, can I just go back completely in a nonlinear way and talk about that conference that we have with the CEOs uh, uh, in Santa Barbara? Yes. I had Frank Slootman on, and Frank reported a quarter, this is Snowflake, and he was not happy with his own execution. He's very tough, Erasmus guy from the Netherlands. Exact bottom. At that moment. Exact bottom. On, in Snowflake. Yep. Well, clearly it was a bottom in SoFi. Wow. Up 20% right congratulations. now. No, congratulations. No, congratulations. I mean, I'm joking around. I mean, obviously, it's my thing. Look, I have friends. I mean, you know, it's not about friend, not about money as a friend, but he brought the street.com public. I've known him forever. And, yeah, I know. And I just am so thrilled for him having a great quarter. Let's give I you would a not quick normally call someone in the middle of the show. No, that was interesting to listen to. It was different. It was Thank quite you. different. Yeah, I just felt it maybe a little. Usually when I make those calls, I don't do them on camera. Well, I just thought it was explosive. I thought it was the idea that people said, oh my God. I mean, I think Kramer's like actually making a call in the middle of the show. You were actually talking to Anthony. Yeah. No. yeah. All right. Before we head to break, let's give you a look at the bond market uh, and the bond report, which, of course, means we take a look at how treasuries are faring. And there's a look at yields. 4879 on the two-year. The 10-year note right now yielding 3.953%. We're back right here. Regional banks, they dominate the list of S&P 500 gainers for the month of July. Of course, we got the earnings season. And it was very reassuring to many of the investors there, especially given the uh, mini banking crisis, as we call it, that we went through in March uh, and early April as well. And there it is, Zion's up 44% with citizens at the bottom. They're still up over 24%. We're back after this. Let's do uh, stop trading. Okay, so who is making uh, AI a priority and not losing money, but actually making money? Well, Shantanu Narayan, it's Adobe. He's getting his due today. When I had him on after we talked about some of the products, and uh, Morgan Stanley saying, buy the stocks up 15. I've used the products. 
uh, my daughter uses the products. And the, I, the integration with chat and the integration with color and being able to make it so that you look like you are the number one company in your industry, even though you're a two or three man person or w- woman group, is all Shantanu. He's always been involved with education and tor- storytelling. This is a logical extension. My hat is off to him. I think he's a genius, this and he is fascinating, e- Jimmy. He's take, equalized. You take a look at five years. I know. Uh, just, I mean, remember the incredible move up, right. but then the crash, and now a well, huge rebound. Yeah, because he had to go. He had to switch over to the cloud and the way that you amortize uh, monthly bills. But his, David, his Firefly, which I have seen actual in actuality, which is his AI, which he works with Jensen along with it, David. It, it's breathtaking, and it allows you to be every bit as good as the Proctors or the Mondeleases. I am uh, in awe of the uh, democratization that this man has brought worldwide. All right, we uh, we got to tell us what's on Mad because we're out of time. Okay, so we we start uh, not Shark Week, but Chart Week. I'm bringing all my greatest charters, and we're going to learn so much. Younger people in particular love charts, and I love younger people, so we'll get it done. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, coming up, and not to uh, not to trigger uh, Jim here, as we told you, shares of SoFi are up double We're all digits. Good. We're all good. Okay, good. On quarterly results and raise guidance. Don't forget Chart Week on Mad Money. Uh, but Anthony Noto will be joining us from SoFi in the next hour of Squawk on the Street. Stay with us. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. Hot off the press from Maybelline, New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP.